0: You are listening to post-game content, a show
1: where today we got a lot of Star Wars stuff to talk about. That's and right. Love- you are listening to post-game content and we are speaking post-game content. My name is Kevin. <laughs> and I'm Thomas. And this is post-game content again. Yeah, again, uh, <laughs> for the
0: third time. <laughs> for the third
1: time in one episode. Never Post-game content for post a
0: quest for peace
1: yeah (laughs) um Uh, a new hope Uh, ah yeah uh. there we go anyway um (laughs) so yeah we do have a lot of star wars things to talk about um and and, you know specifically uh star wars video game stuff to talk about uh starting with the fact that um lucasfilm games is the name that (laughs) is officially going to be on every star wars game going forward and I, I'm kind of a, like, what was wrong with LucasArts? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Did, they, did Disney really feel like they had to change it that much?
0: <laughs> like, well, and if especially if you think about it for a second, like Lucasfilm
1: games. Like... That's, that's, that's what I was going to say. That's like the B-movie game. <laughs> like, like, don't, you hate, don't you hate when movies that have movie in the name get a movie tie- or a video game tie-in? Like Think mm-hmm. of like the, the Lego movie video game. Th- those are always the worst. Yeah. I hate when that and, it, and those games you like those games can be good not saying those games are always bad in fact I think you know I think the lego movie game I, I actually played that a little bit and I and I remember kind of liking that you know mm-hmm. nothing wrong with it it's just mm-hmm. a lego game pretty standard but yep. like just man like I don't know like you're applying that to every game now that star wars come yeah out imagine it's, if, it's, I just whatever it's weird it, it is odd um <laughs> And I guess the announcement was really funny because um, I, I guess the way they announced it was like, we've been looking for a while now for a way to categorize all the uh, all the games that we're going to be making going forward. We've decided that Lucasfilm Games is the way. Like, like, yeah. I just, instead of renewing LucasArts, really? I, I don't
0: know. I, Especially because like LucasArts is already like iconic in games, you know? Like,
1: LucasArts does have like a really solid like Secret, you know, like pretty much anything like tim
0: schaefer worked on you know was yeah was that's like, that's
1: like that's like a good brand i mean obviously lucasfilm everyone it, it's pretty obvious that they're going to be the same thing in effect so like, yeah yeah so I mean, like, it doesn't it
0: doesn't really
1: matter but it, it really doesn't i just think it's like it's just splitting hairs it's to the point it's like why would you change it yeah. <laughs> i don't know um I thought that was funny, but on that note of of changes being made to Star Wars video games, EA is uh, losing the rights to uh, the exclusivity rights, I should say. Not lose like they can still make Star Wars games, but they won't be the only people who are able to make Star Wars and, games. Uh, and let me be the first to say, uh, good. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Um, I've seen so many memes where it's like it's like uh you know the scene in episode 3 where uh Yoda comes in uh when Palpatine's <laughs> taking over and he's just like over your rule is and not a moment too soon. <laughs> like, I've seen that but it's like yeah it's like over your rule. Um, or like even uh another episode 3 meme um when they're like sir it's time for you to go and it's Bail Organa and he's like I, bl- I and so it is <laughs> but it's like yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah i mean like i don't know i don't think i don't know i don't think ea did a necessarily bad job i just don't think oh i think they did a bad job (laughs) well okay i mean like they did they they got off on a really bad start battlefront 1 like the the new battlefront 1 that's always going to be confusing the fact that there are two battlefronts and two battlefront 2s but anyway um the ea battlefront uh wasn't that great it had a lot of content missing from like old from the old battlefront games um i will say it had a lot of polish though i i I genuinely believe that the first ea battlefront had like a lot of care put into it Mm -hmm. um but it just didn't have a lot of content and then conversely when battlefront 2 came out i think you know it had a lot of content but between the microtransactions and like just the lack of polish i think it came off pretty clear that EA didn't really care about this game. Yeah. Um which was unfortunate. I mean um, it
0: it cuz like I I will say like the one good Star Wars game under EA's flagship was uh Jedi Fallen Order which I'll, I'll talk a little bit about later on.
1: Yeah, like, and I and I was thinking about that too. Like I feel like later they came into stride because, you know, um I I genuinely think that um Battlefront 2, as time went on, got better. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, and, yeah, go I,
0: ahead. I, I, here, I mean, you know, call me a cynic uh, on this point, but um, I feel like, you know, like all of the design decisions that like make Fallen Order good, like EA, you know, taking a hands-off approach with Respawn and, you know, there's no microtransactions or loot boxes or anything like that. Yeah. Like all of those like design decisions feel influenced by the fact that battlefront 2 was like
1: one Undoated. of the most wa-
0: yeah you know yeah. has the most dis- downvoted comment in reddit yeah. history got you know state representatives involved
1: yeah um, um i and so to that effect i i was that brings me to my next point is i don't think ea was bad at developing star wars games i think they were bad at not being ea <laughs> like, Yeah. exactly that like, they definitely like Again, Battlefront one and two, the EA Battlefronts one and two were decent games, except for the fact that in Battlefront two, EA got greedy, and that's just EA. I mean, like yeah. that's just that's just EA, and and that's unfortunate, and that's not how they should be. And I'm by no means, you know, condoning that, but I think credit where credit is due, the gameplay was at least fun the campaign was Mm -hmm. interesting. The campaign actually is regarded by star Wars fans as having some of the best post Disney writing of Luke Skywalker. So like, I mean, that's huge. Like that's a, that's a big accomplishment for EA um, in a way, I think. Um, I I don't know, following the, uh, EA battlefront two sort of, uh, uh, tangent, I guess not really a tangent, but you know, following that bit, um, and also relating to news, uh, Battlefront 2 is currently free on the Epic Game Store, mm-hmm. which is kind of a horrible thing. <laughs> and I kind of want to talk about why for a second. Um, so speaking of EA and and their many faults, one of them is Origin. Um, yeah. And the problem with the Epic Game Store version of... Battlefront 2 is if you have a game by Ubisoft or EA on Steam, what happens is you launch it through Steam, you log in on this other platform, and then the game launches because Ubisoft has their own launcher. EA has Origin. um, The game launches kind of through Steam, you know, Uh, you still have to log in on the other one. But other than that, it works fine let's say hypothetically you leave Ubisoft's launcher. I, I think it's Uplay, right? Uplay yeah, and Uplay. Origin. You let Uplay and Origin just run in the background. And as long as you're logged in, you boot it up through Steam and it's fine. There's nothing, there's no hoop to jump through. The problem with it on the Epic Game Store is that it boots, it, it will like, regardless of what happens, it will boot up Origin. <laughs>
0: oh, so gosh.
1: So like if you own it, it, okay. So if you own it on, if you go right now, claim it, for free which it'll be battlefront 2 will be free until the 21st um, on epic games um even if you don't think you can download it or play it on your computer i would just claim it and then one day you'll be able to play it Mm -hmm. Um, but anyway it it will not hurt it's a collector's edition uh, or like the um celebration edition or whatever they're calling it and i'll talk more about that in a bit but if you own it on epic games epic games will close origins will open it'll ask you to log in if you're not already logged in then the game will open. <laughs> oh my god! And uh, it's just such a ha- it's just a bunch of small things dealing with Origin. You, I don't like you play. I don't like you play. I don't like any
0: of these third party launchers. You See, know. <laughs> well, okay.
1: See, I don't. I like Steam. Steam is pretty solid. It's got its problems, well, but it, it's. I'm but talking it's, like anything besides Steam and like. Like
0: companies like having their own yes. launchers. No, exactly. Annoying.
1: Yes, like Steam is good. Epic Games is is different. You know, there's nothing wrong with Epic Games. It's just it's just newer, and I'm not as used to it. I don't use it as I often. I mean, I think
0: I think the good thing for me about you know all, this is already a hot button issue, but like for me, like the good thing about Epic Games is like it creates relatively healthy competition with Steam, which was sorely needed, I think.
1: Yeah, and I mean, as soon as Epic Games became like a thing. Uh, really like you know a relevant thing we saw a lot of updates be made to steam Um, totally so i think that i think you're right i think that's good um gog is a really good platform if you Mm -hmm. know gog um they've got a lot of cult classic games um you can get the blade runner video game it's one of the only places you can play the blade runner video game in 2021 um and that game's awesome i've talked about it um back when we did this live on air the show um Mm -hmm. And uh, anyway, yeah, GOG is great. Uh, pretty underrated, if you ask me. Um, anyway, but yeah, no, all, all these these three, these three platforms, Steam, GOG, Epic Games, good platforms. But you're right. Something about a company having their own platform, it's just so... I get it. I get why you'd want to, but like, yeah. like from the company's perspective, but it's just, it makes your game so unappealing. Do you know how many times... I've just not played like an Assassin's Creed game because I was like, oh, well, I don't really want to boot up you play right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like just totally. that alone. But um, anyway, that's a, that's a whole different thing. My point about Battlefront 2 and Origin is that Origin is of all of the, you know, it's not even third party launchers. If you think about it, it's like a first party launcher, right? But oh, yeah, those, I guess so. But, but regardless, the thing about these company launchers is that none of them are optimized that greatly and Origin is the worst offender. Mm-hmm. You play at least Functions, Origins does not. Origin do- just drives me up a wall and back. Like it, it is such a pain to deal with. I was trying to install Battlefront 2 because I claimed it while it was free um, over this past week and it took, I, I had like, I had like, you know, around five megabytes a second, pretty, pretty good download speed. It took over like, like six hours because the, it just kept Jeez. restarting randomly. Like it, it just, yeah. I, I, my connection was fine. And then, you know, everything. And I, cause I genuinely thought, you know, maybe my internet's just wonky right now, but no origin, I, I fully blame origin. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I, I mean, that is really the only drawback um, <laughs> to, to to the Epic Games version of EA's Battlefront Two. Yeah. Um, well, that and another issue, which I will talk about in a upcoming segment. But before that, um, I do want to go back to the Lucasfilm Games story for a bit because uh, Bethesda. Um, well, yeah, Bethesda has announced that they're making a, a new Indiana Jones game. And it will be produced by Todd Howard. So, you know, maybe what that means is that um, an Indiana Jones engine is going to come out and we're going to see like a lot of really good fan games. <laughs> um, but no, but seriously, I don't know. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. I think this will be really cool um, because it's supposedly an original tale. It's not going to be any of the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be an original story. Reading, reading straight off of a, off of a, uh, off the Bethesda website. This standalone adventure starring the legendary archaeologist will tell a wholly or- original tale set in the height of the career of the famed adventurer. Um, I think that's awesome. I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't think there's really much else known about this right now. Um, yeah. but I mean, it.
0: You know, obviously, uh, not the developers. But you know what, honestly, um, oh, wait, no, they are the developers. Um, You know what honestly makes me excited about this is that this Indiana Jones game is uh, being made by Machine Games, um, who also made uh, Wolfenstein the New Order and Wolfenstein the New Colossus. So, you know, Mm. they know they have experience making games where you... Uh, you know, murder a bunch of Nazis. And, uh, you know, th- that's what happens in Indiana Jones sometimes. Yeah, that's a, so.
1: that's a perfect fit. Um, yeah,
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> I think uh, I think my main excitement is that, like, I think I genuinely think Indiana Jones is, like, sort of, it, it, it's weird in the sense that it used to be this, like, cultural icon and is sort mm-hmm. of, like, in the same way that Star Wars is. Um, but... Whereas I feel like Star Wars had a bit of a hiatus before coming back, I feel like Indiana Jones is at risk of fading into becoming like a cult classic, and not that there's anything wrong with cult classic status. Um, if anything, that just sort of makes you a, a cool IP hipster. Yeah. Um, but
0: wearing your fedora, your hipster right.
1: fedora, just like Indy. Just like Indy, yeah. Um, <laughs> Indy, I feel like I feel like Indy could could work a neck beard. Um, yeah but anyway uh but yeah no i i just think that you know whether or not this game is good or bad i think it'll be interesting to get that ip back in the light of of the public you know i think bringing indiana jones's name uh back you know to just get, get it on everybody's mind i mean i personally really like um Indiana Jones and the Infernal Machine. I think it's available on Steam now, but for a mm-hmm. long time it was a uh it was a 64 a Nintendo 64 exclusive. I own like I think I own a, I'm pretty sure my copy's bootlegged. Mm. Um but regardless, I do own a physical cartridge of it on N64 and that game's fun just because it's like the Ocarina of Time engine. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> but, interesting. But you play as indie, it, indie It's like Tomb Raider. Jones. It's it's Tomb Raider styled um it's a Tomb Raider game on the Ocarina engine basically with Indiana Jones paint over it. And it's it's a lot of fun.
0: It is interesting because I, I, again, I do feel like Indiana Jones is like very ripe material for video games considering, you know, Oh yeah. I mean the whole killing Nazis aspect and, uh, Oh yeah.
1: And and I mean, just think about uncharted, how that was literally based on Indiana Jones. Like that is like just a, a, I mean, we had a, you tweeted about uncharted and it got me thinking like uncharted is just indiana jones if he was a video game you know Mm -hmm. like
0: and uh and tomb raider as well to a somewhat lesser extent but yeah
1: no i i i I can totally see the comparison um yeah i'm pretty sure the design philosophy for for tomb raider was like uh you know take indiana jones but make it more appealing to straight guys um (laughs) and like and you know, just just make it over sexualized. Uh, yeah, exactly. Female protagonist. Um, and I mean, you know, it worked between between that and the the shower rumor, um, like that. You know, that really mm-hmm. got Tomb Raider super. Popular. Yeah, there you go. But, and the and um,
0: the, uh don't forget the Playboy ads for Tomb Raider. Oh, well. I actually
1: forgot those were a thing. <laughs> like, you know, I was just kind of making a, I was just kind of making a joke, like, oh yeah, you know, Tomb Raider, the original Tomb Raider was kind of like, kind of, you know sexist yeah but but yeah. no I, I forgot that there was like no like that, that straight up kind of it's almost kind of heinous but yeah it's a bit weird uh, i it's... can't believe they did that um yeah anyway uh <laughs> back to star wars um i i almost forgot to mention uh we were talking about you play earlier uh ubisoft is making a star wars game in light of ea losing the um the exclusivity rights to star wars Heck yeah and star wars game with towers let's go baby let's go um you know <laughs> I, i'm kind of excited because it's supposed to be an open world game and i don't know i i haven't read too much about it but what i'm mostly excited for is that this could be sort of the spiritual revival of star wars 1313 yes uh, yeah because and for those of you who don't know um Star Wars 1313 was so, supposed to be this like open world Coruscant game, um, where you sort of I, I think 1313 derives from like the level or like the sector of Coruscant that it would take mm-hmm. place in. And to my understanding, it was a completely original Star Wars story, um, that was looking to sort of I, I don't know if I'm remembering these details 100%, so maybe you can help me right. fill in, Tom, but um, I, I thought it was supposed to explore like the transitional time between uh, the Republic and the empire and mm. sort of that era of star Wars on Coruscant specifically because, you know, we have, we would go on to get rebels, um, which sort yeah. of explores that time period, which I think is, you know, great show and, and all. Um, yeah. Both get-
0: rebels and
1: uh, fallen order uh, look at yeah, it. Right. Um but this game was sort of canceled when because it was being developed during the Disney buyout and Disney just mm-hmm. sort of swept it under the rug. So I think this very likely could be like, you know, Ubisoft developed. I, I don't know if it's going to be developed by Ubisoft, um, but um, yeah, yeah. this could very well be the remains of 1313. And that would be exciting because a lot of people were looking forward to that game. Um, I mean, versus- I... I- I have, so I did look into this a little bit,
0: um, and most sources right now are saying that there is going to be very little thirteen thirteen influence. Um, okay. I think the only thing that they're keeping is um, the the bounty hunter protagonist.
1: Okay. Um,
0: but I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, who knows? You know, we we don't know a ton about this game, right? I mean. Certainly, like looking at the screenshots and the concept art that have come out about thirteen thirteen makes me really really to be want about to a see young that. Boba,
1: I think, right? Yeah, um, exactly. And, um, and I would be interested in that. But but regardless, I think you know, like any time I, I I don't know. I have you ever played um, Star Wars Bounty Hunter? I haven't. No. Okay, so I've played a little bit of that game. And it's a little old, but it's really fun. <laughs> you play as mm-hmm. Jango Fett. Um, nice. And you kind of... It, it's just sort of Jango Fett's origin story, really, uh, leading up... To, basically, oh, that's like, pretty cool. It's basically sort of leading up to episode two. Um, it, it's sort of... To my, to my recollection, it sort of shows how he came in contact with, like, Dooku and uh, how that plot sort of unfolds. Um, and... It's it, it's a lot of fun. Like I said, it's old, so it doesn't mm-hmm. look super great, and there are some little bugs in it. But imagine, if you will, Drake of the ninety-nine dragons, but good, and with a Star Wars coat of paint. I um, would be
0: so down for that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, cause it, cause that's essentially what it is. You ha- you can wield the the pistols individually, like Jango Fett's iconic like silver mm-hmm. pistols there, um, and the reticles. You know, you can. You, anyway it's a great game um so ever since playing what little of that game i did play i've always kind of wondered like why isn't there more games about this like like i don't think people really realize that like fans don't really want star wars fans don't really need you to be able to play as someone with a lightsaber to have a good time yeah and i think that's something that ea didn't really realize with um with like um, Fallen Order specifically, like I think I think they could have made like a really good game. Like you could do anything in Star Wars and people totally. would like it because it's Star Wars. Like the more- I the mean, more, just look at the Mandalorian,
0: you know? It's right, like, I
1: mean, like the further- you, In fact, I would argue that the further you stray from like lightsabers, Jedi, and even like OT stuff, I think the more interested Star Wars fans and gamers become- uh, in, in 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 that idea, because you're, I mean, I, it's something new. I, I don't know. I just maybe you're not appealing to a broad like casual audience, but you know, you really when you're making a if you're making a my philosophy is that if you're making a Star Wars game, it should be for people who are going to like Star Wars anyway. You know, like you're, mm-hmm. you're not necessarily. I mean, I get I'm, I get I mean, the concept I think... of wanting to get everybody to play it, but whatever you know yeah for sure i mean i think
0: uh i think you're totally right like when they get further away from the main storyline is where we get some of the best star wars stuff because you know they're not going to be as tied down um to you know continuity and things like right i mean i would look at kodor honestly um yeah and i mean there there are strong rumors that uh what Disney is essentially doing is they're picking over the, uh, the uh, original star Wars continuity and just kind of picking and choosing which elements they want to.
1: Yeah. Re-canonize. I mean, I mean, that's always sort of been evident from the start. I mean, like solo was like the biggest um, indicator to that for me because yeah. I saw it and I was like, this is just a bunch of different like comic interpretations of like, like, the Solo was made up by so, Solo was comprised of different concepts of a Han Solo origin story from various legend sources and mm-hmm. thrown into a movie, and that's part of why I ended up really liking Solo, even though it kind of tanked. But um, yeah. but anyway, it's, it's that, okay, Kevin. I
0: like that movie too. Okay,
1: okay, I thought I was gonna <laughs> get hurt. I, I thought I, I feared my life for a minute. Um, but no, I, I like I like that movie. Anyway, um, I, I, that kind of uh i mentioned codor a minute ago and i think kind of segues nicely into our our next our next bit um about star wars games we really like because we're talking about star wars and today is star wars day uh i just made it star wars day today just now um may the 4th that's not happening for five months it's it's revenge of the 16th uh (laughs) that's when we're recording this uh so if you're not listening to this on the 16th then it won't make sense to you but i promise uh, this this
0: isn't gonna go up on the 16th but
1: uh, just just (laughs) imagine uh us imagine you're listening to this on the 16th yeah we've traveled you back well this takes place a long long time ago (laughs) yeah yeah. Yeah. so um um yeah so well,
0: obviously, there's a lot of great Star Wars games. Um, there are
1: uh, specifically from like the 2002 to like 2006 era. I mm-hmm. think is when a lot of really good Star Wars games came out. But um, even yeah. recently, I think there have been some good ones. I I think I do. I I know you you're you're pretty partial to um, Fallen Order, aren't you? Yeah. Uh,
0: so I, I I really like Fallen Order. Um, i will spend i i kind of want to talk about uh well all right let let, let me say what i like about fallen order first because we could probably we could probably do two of these
1: yeah um
0: all right so yeah fallen order um i'm not a huge souls like guy um i mean i i have dark souls i have bloodborne i had you know i have i've had decent fun with them but like you know i, I haven't finished either of those games um
1: but too hard for you it's okay i understand <laughs> i mean
0: I, well bloodborne i'm more interested in but i just think it makes like one or two design decisions that like really bother me and
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: dark souls doesn't have those design flaws but the flaws it does have are um different. So it's kind of like, you know, they both kind of equal out to me. But um yeah, so I, I mean, I, I appreciate what those games do. And um I think that's what sort of attracted me to Fallen Order. I've discovered that um between KOTOR and Fallen Order that uh, Star Wars is really a way for me to, um, you know, become more uh, palatable and accepting of gameplay styles that I don't, that I'm not normally into that's an interesting
1: um, uh that's an interesting thing that you bring up because I, I 100% agree like if if a game isn't really a genre that I like but it's an IP that I like I'm way more open to playing it
0: totally um, yeah I, maybe um,
1: that'll make for an interesting topic for another episode oh, I should yeah, write that like down that,
0: yeah <laughs> um no but I think Fallen Order you know I think I, I I've, I've watched all of Clone Wars I've watched all of rebels um you know I, and I I do feel like you know post clone wars is a little bit of a you know overrun um uh, segment of the Star Wars canon. I mean fall order it's a little bit different because you actively see the dismantling of the republic and go into you know becoming the Empire but mm-hmm. um that being said I think, for me Fallen order just has a lot of charm to it i think um uh cameron monaghan uh as uh, cal pestis is a large part of that um i so i i know him from gotham where he played uh the joker uh for that show um the trickster I, yeah <laughs> the joke <laughs> no <more. laughs> um no but he's he's great as the joker um And so it's kind of fun to see him in a lot more of like a generic good guy role. Um, I think Fallen Order, um, and and this is a strength of uh, a lot of the Star Wars uh, properties that have come um, post-Disney buyout. I think it's one of the few strengths of the Disney buyout is is the supporting cast is a lot of fun. Um, uh, BD1, who is how you you know get your health uh potions yeah. uh mm. and is also like your your tool basically is just he's, he's so cute he's cute he's fun you can give him little paint jobs great
1: yeah um, I love bd one best thing to come out of that game for sure yeah i
0: i really like the idea of um of a night sister um working with uh with a jedi and like not really being cuz like every time we've sort of seen the night sisters in Star Wars canon it, they're very like um culty and like mysterious witches and these things and um the night sister character in fallen order um is very different and uh it's there's almost like a subtle kind of romantic uh tension between cal and her and it, it it's just a very little creative thing to see um yeah and uh yeah i mean i think it's just uh you know, I think for every part of Fallen Order that is a little bit generic and a little bit, you know, overplayed, there's also... Like Cal equal-
1: himself?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Cal is basically like Luke Skywalker with red hair.
1: Yeah, um, I, I couldn't believe that when they announced that game and it was just like, I was like, I can't wait for this protagonist. And then it was just, hi. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a younger white male and I'm like, really? <laughs> exactly anyway, star wars is the perfect place for diversity just a side note like star wars yeah. is the perfect like if you made a protagonist an alien do you know how appealing that would be to everybody <laughs> like- well yeah and like people like love like ahsoka tano is like one of the most beloved. yeah characters no she's such an icon i, I yeah. don't know i i just give me a game where i can play as a Rodian. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. give me a game where i can play as one of those McClunky, uh clunky and they used... <laughs> m- can the No, clunky me a, give me a game do you remember nine nub the guy who was with lando and they blew up the death star oh too, yeah yeah nub. yeah, i remember that game. Give, give me a, a game where i can play as that species i don't remember the species <laughs> off the top of my head but give me a game where i have like the flaps on my on my face like i don't exactly. know exactly yeah something something or, crazy yeah i'd, I'd love it like a, but anyway. an admiral
0: akbar Yes. Um, oh man.
1: Uh, what are they? The Mon Cali, uh, the Mon yeah, Calamari exactly. or something? I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I,
0: I, and, uh, I will say, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to phrase this properly. I think, um, you know, Fallen Order definitely feels like the first game of what is a series, which part of that bothers me. Um, but I, I it does enough good that I think you should go play it. I mean, it's, even if you're not a fan of the souls like gameplay uh, you know the game is, i what i appreciate has a lot of different difficulties to you know ease you in and like absorb the story which i think if you're a star wars fan you know it's it's definitely yeah. worth at least one playthrough
1: the, the easy the easy mode of that game will basically just give you the like it'll give you the plot and you'll feel really powerful um uh, yeah. <laughs> uh and yeah you cuz you're a jedi but the hard the hardest difficulty of that game will make you uh like just hate that game uh and yeah. and that and that's and i know that from experience because that's how i played the game and i really don't like fallen order so, mm-hmm.
0: so. i personally uh i i i played on the difficulty that was cuz fallen order has four difficulties which kind of which i kind of hate but uh i played yeah. on the one up uh, the one above easy and i felt like that was a that was a good place for me you know i was like i it wasn't like complete brain dead challenge but yeah i i wasn't like you know cracking my controller or anything
1: yeah for me third hardest was a little what like third hardest wasn't it for me and and fourth was and the hardest was just too hard so i and, that, and that's why
0: I hate four difficulties in games. <laughs> yeah, there just needs
1: to be a fifth one, round it out, or make it three or something. I don't know. Yeah, like, exactly. It just needs to be an odd number, okay? But um, you could make it 13 and I'd be okay, Like even though I'd be like, what the <laughs> hell's wrong with you? But I, you know. I just... anyway, um... <laughs> so Star Wars. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of looking through my library um, of games that I've played that are mm-hmm. Star Wars themed. And I got to say, like, I've talked about um, I've talked about the Jedi Knight games before. Um, There's, you know, it's uh, Jedi Knight, uh, Jedi Knight 2 Outcast. There's Academy. Um, There's a bunch of Jedi Knight games, Uh, basically all the games Mm -hmm. with Kyle Katarn in them. And they're all legends now. Um, Those games are phenomenal. Any single any single game they they start with um, I think it's called uh, what is it Star Wars um, I, I I'm really tempted to say Forces of Evil but I, I, that just makes me think of Faces of Evil from the, uh, and, and I don't want to think about that um, <laughs> but great.
0: I'll grab
1: the power converters. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. Power converters, lightsabers, blasters, they're yours, my friend, as long as you have credits. Sorry, Luke. I don't give credit. Come back when you're a little mm, mm, richer. Richer. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I man it's gonna kill me i can't think of I, ca- I cannot think of the first game that he's in but it's a doom clone it's a star wars doom clone and it's a lot of fun um but as the games go on they become they sort of step into their own and by the time of jedi knight 2, jedi outcast you have something that is really just truly unique as a game yeah. um it's available on Switch recently. I don't know. I've never played it on Switch, so I don't know if I I, I couldn't recommend that version. But the Steam version is pretty good. It originally released on PC, so I would say that's probably the best way. You know, that's the way it was intended to sort of be played. Um, but that game is phenomenal. Um, it, it's full of like, I think my favorite thing about it is that it's written exactly like a Star Wars movie in that there are so many really iconic lines that are also simultaneously exceedingly cheesy and yeah. so quotable and memeable. <laughs> like, like there's a part in Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast where Kyle Katarn walks into a, um, a bar on Nar Shadda, which is like the crime moon. Um, yeah, if you're not a Star Wars fan and you're listening to this, you probably hate this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but Nar Shadda is sort of like this like shady place where all the criminals the space pirates and criminals meet and kyle Katarins tracking down this uh this like dinosaur sith lord that took his girlfriend it's it's kind of like mario but in space um (laughs) so mario galaxy then yeah exactly um but with (laughs) lightsabers and uh so he walks into this bar and there's sort of like there's this alien behind the counter and he and like his english is all broken um and he says everything like he Talks about everything as if they were plurals. So uh, <laughs> he's like, um, Kyle Katarn's like, a, he says something like, "I'm looking for information," but whatever. But there, there's this, <laughs> there's, there's this one part where uh, the the bartender's like, "Who's Askins? and the and Kyle Katarn slams his lightsaber <laughs> on the counter, and it's supposed to be this really badass scene, but it's like poorly animated because it came out in like 2002 or something. Yeah, and um, he slams his lightsaber <laughs> down and uh he's like i'm asking and then the alien's like ah master jedi's and he's like i'm not a jedi i'm just a guy with a lightsaber and a couple of questions and it makes you cringe but at the same yeah. time you're like damn what a ball <laughs> <laughs> and uh and then the, i could quote the rest of that scene I, I don't remember how it starts but i could quote the rest of that scene i'm not going to because we'd be here forever but um <laughs> yeah no those games are. The, the Jedi Knight games are really well written. Uh, Jedi Academy kind of falls off in terms of plot, in my opinion. It's not that great, but the gameplay is even better. Um, and Kyle Katarn is in those games, um, but in a much different role. You don't play as him, uh, but you know he exists and interacts with the player character and kind of acts as a mentor. Um, and it's really cool. The, those games are really cool. Um, obviously, Kodor, fantastic yeah. games, fantastic two games. I got Tom to play them. Mm -hmm. Uh, or play one of them at least i don't know if you ever made it through kotor one Uh i i I
0: haven't finished kotor one i uh, okay
1: understand i i got um i got to Tat. i I,
0: as a small tangent i'll explain why is that i went to tatooine as my first planet and uh tatooine is really boring to explore honestly because it's, yeah, it's, it's just an open it's so open. big it's too big um, yeah
1: um the, the little the little town that you're in is nice i don't think it's moss Isley, but um no I it, it mean, looks a lot like it you know visually yeah and
0: like I, I, you know i hear like hk47 is like one of the best characters in that game but like oh I yeah have, absolutely Hands i just right. haven't you know gotten far enough in the plot or side quest or whatever for 100%. like a lot of his personality to come out
1: yeah um but no the Kodor games are fantastic they're fun little rpgs um i say little but they're pretty big um Coder one and two are really good they're considered some of the best star wars games ever um any of the any of the flight sim games any of the flying star wars games are f- fantastic even squadrons that just came out uh last year i believe fantastic game um whether it's the original rogue squadron that you're playing or any of the gamecube uh rogue squadron games i think there's uh i forget three, I say? yeah there's there's three of them or well there's two on the gamecube but there's three total to my understanding right, right. like there's there's the n64 one that was later ported to pc which is available on steam um there's the two on gamecube and then there's squadrons the new one and all of those games are really good mm-hmm. um the x-wing uh tie fighter games are good but you have to really be like a flight sim fanatic uh i'm kind of going on a speed round right now um but yeah those games are really hard to set up but i hear that they're like some of the best flight sims uh around um and they just also happen to be star wars games so if either of those are your thing then i would recommend them um there's the old republic the mmo you know mm-hmm. if you're into that set, um, set in the uh kotor universe or well yeah.
0: i guess it's all the universe but like specifically it follows on certain yeah. elements technically from KOTOR. technically
1: they are kind of it's 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 odd because old republic is in the unique position where it's the only ongoing like legends game like yeah. it's still being updated and stuff and still exists um so really you're not wrong by saying it takes place in the kotor universe because technically speaking these are two different like like it's legends and canon now technically right. right. So, i mean you're not wrong um but yeah it, it does basically kind of follow the events of of um knights of the old republic which are the Kodor games um and then the one that i wanted to talk about uh well obviously there's the battlefront games um mm-hmm. ea and uh thq i think made the classic ones if i remember correctly or had a hand in the classic ones but regardless the classic ones and the and the new EA ones, but the one that I wanted to talk about was Republic Commando, which is a phenomenal game. Um, think like think if Halo was a squad shooter, but also a Star Wars game. Nice. Um, that's what you have. Republic yeah, that's pretty solid. Awesome. Um, you have like a very very unique cast of clones. Um, they form up Delta Squad. Uh, they're an elite task force. Of clones and they, they have a bunch of different missions that are all different battles that take place throughout the clone wars uh there's like a really cool geonosis level um that kind of stands out in my mind um and it, they're just phenomenal games it, it they visually uh has a has quite a bit of like metroid prime um mm. influence in that like the visor is the hud yeah and, yeah um and that, like every time, if you perform like a melee kill on something, like if it's a if it's a droid, oil will splash your visor, or if it's like a like a Geonosian or something, like you know the goop splashes your visor, and then the visor nice. like wipes it clean, and that's a really cool <laughs> effect. Um, all the all the clone commandos have uh, have hidden blades for some reason, and they're just so cool. Um, but yeah, no, that that game is awesome. Um, yeah. Anyway uh th- those games are phenomenal um uh, <laughs> I, uh, I think that ends my speed round of uh
0: yeah of good. Star
1: Wars games but that anyway. was a good
0: speed round as well because I don't feel like I'm going to be redundant by talking about uh the Star Wars Force Unleashed
1: awesome um, yeah I didn't hit those ones up so yeah it's not really
0: a Jedi I mean I guess you talk about Jedi Academy Stuff.
1: I mean, and it's anyway, lightsaber.
0: It's lightsabery. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll say, I, but I really like the Force Unleashed games. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, one is leaps and bounds better than two is, but I still think two has its moments.
1: Um, two had its merits. I won't lie. I, I think there were some minor improvements that I enjoyed about two. Um, yeah, I like. I, I think anyway, choose, uh, yeah.
0: choose combat feels a lot uh, smoother.
1: Definitely. Uh, that's one. that's one of the things I was going to mention, but um. um yeah those games are just like if uh fallen order is to like dark souls as um unleashed is to god of war (laughs) yes
0: totally um and uh it's a lot of fun um sam witwer uh who plays the main character star killer um is probably one of my favorite tv actors of all time um
1: Mm -hmm.
0: he's great in being human he's He's the villain for, hands down, the best season of Supergirl,
1: um, mm-hmm.
0: which is great. And uh, he's, he's pretty fun here. Also, what's kind of fun is that, um, you know, if, if you're a Star Wars knight, uh, of course, Sam Witwer also plays Darth Maul in uh, Clone Wars and Rebels and oh, Solo. Yeah. Um, and you actually fight Darth Maul in uh, In Force Unleashed who's
1: mall voiced by in that game, uh, I not think. sam whitworth is who I, was say, yeah. um, uh, I was gonna say that'd be interesting i was gonna maybe it's the actual face actor for uh what's his name oh, may- um, maul because yeah. i know maul actually did the voice at some point but i don't know i don't know i mean
0: it's um it's not like maul maul it's um it's a robot named proxy who is who like transforms that's right oh yeah life. you're right
1: I, i'm remembering now i couldn't i was yeah, gonna yeah. say cause i don't remember that but you're right it's proxy and he turns into yeah yeah um, um i <laughs> proxy kind of has the same energy as hk does in that like <laughs> and, and you'll get to that when you get to that tom but they have the same energy in that like they don't really like you but they're yeah. like <laughs> very loyal to you <laughs> and and i think that's a funny dynamic i i'm always interested by that dynamic of like a character yeah. that isn't necessarily unwilling we're unwilling to work with you, but it's more so that they are very willing to work for you. They're just they're just still not happy about it. It's a very unique dynamic, I think. Yeah, it, um, I,
0: I think uh, Proxy is kind of like the opposite of uh, K2SO from Rogue One, yeah, sort of yeah, how yeah. I think about it, where like, yeah. like Proxy, he like, I mean, at least in my opinion, like he really likes Starkiller, like he respects him as a friend and stuff, but he's mm. also programmed to kill him
1: yeah um, no that's
0: it and like that's so is like he's sardonic and like you know sarcastic and all these things but he does actually he's, he's a good boy but k2so um,
1: is proof that not all heroes wear uh not all heroes wear jedi robes it's true
0: yeah uh I miss him. <laughs> yeah i i think um the force of games are just cool like it just makes you feel like a badass um yeah i mean like one of my favorite things just of all time is this one move you can unlock where uh star killer swings his lightsaber and you combine it with force lightning and it causes the lightsaber to like triple in size and like swing around and it just looks amazing
1: <laughs> yeah um, um the force unleashed, the force unleashed is is one of those games that like it really adheres to the side of star wars that just says fuck it if it looks yeah. cool let it happen totally. and like and um, like that i don't know like that man there's a, there's a star wars game for everybody is is the takeaway i think
0: yeah i think uh star uh, star killers master um rom Coda, rom Coda is his name
1: mm-hmm.
0: um he's also a really cool character Where like um like the first three missions of the game is like you're killing these jedi and at first it's rom Coda. Who's like the leader of like this militia? Like he's not even really associated with the republic, with the with the rebel alliance necessarily. Uh-huh. And uh, in mission four or in mission five, you go see him again to, because like Starkiller, uh, you know, decides he doesn't want to be a Sith anymore, and he's like a blind drunk, but like still like very attuned to the Force and like things yeah. like that. And it's it's it, it again. It's like. You know,
1: it, it it does it's pretty wacky, but it just looks cool. Um mm-hmm. shout-outs to Force Unleashed for giving us one of the many deaths of Shock T also. Yes, um, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I think uh and
0: what what's cool to me as well is uh, um, in legends, Force Unleashed is actually kind of important because it explains how they get the plans for the Death Star.
1: Yeah. Uh, for um, a new hope yeah that's a that's what i was gonna say that's one of the really unfortunate things about being a force unleashed fan is that there is almost no way that those games in their entirety can really be implemented into canon yeah like like if they do it'll have to be so like like you'd have to change so much and, and not that there's anything wrong with that i think from any legends material for star wars there's like something that can be taken and and used just like if not if not literally at least from like a writing perspective at least like narratively can be mm-hmm. lifted and applied because legends is full of like really great and at times really bad writing but so is canon yeah, <laughs> um totally so i i don't know i think it would be i think it would be cool i i personally think like seeing star killer um integrated somehow into canon would be really cool
0: i would love that um, yeah but, but um, i've kind
1: of given up on that if i'm being honest and i know there are some people who are more faithful and loyal than i am in that regard but <laughs> but i have given up on it um i think oh, uh, i think star killer base is probably the closest we'll ever get yeah <laughs> um, i mean even
0: star killer's name is of course was the prototype name for luke for skywalker luke. yeah you they know, wanted so to he's... make
1: him luke star killer and they're like, yeah, that sounds kind of evil.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I would, I, I, you know, I'm always a sucker for the villain turned hero stories, and like that's what the Force Unleashed games are. Um, yeah, sure. at the very, at the very least, we need some scene and some element of canon where a Jedi just rips a Star Destroyer out of the sky. Yeah, I mean, that'd
1: be so cool. That
0: part sucks when you're actually playing the game, but it just looks awesome. So. Yeah, it,
1: it's a it's a it's a quick time <laughs> event, isn't it? Like you're matching one of the buttons it, and like. Well, it's uh, it's a quick time event, but it's like
0: super finicky, where you have to, you like you know, do the force grab button, which is our it's the right trigger, yeah, and then you have to pull down the like, two left analog sticks, um, but uh, there's two things. One is like. The game, like, asks you to, like, move, like, jostle, like, the right one sometimes. And,
1: like, <laughs> very, like, unresponsive. God, um, I, I, I haven't played those games in so long. But... And the other annoying part is that you're
0: on a time limit because there are TIE fighters coming down and shooting at you. So if you don't, if you don't pull down the Star Destroyer in time, um, it's uh, you, you basically have to, like, start over again. Uh, which is super annoying because the analog sticks are finicky, but mm-hmm. um, that's also the level where you fight uh proxy as Darth Maul. So, you know, that's, it's a positive. And like, re- I, I, from what I've heard, they, they toned it down in like the PS4, Xbox one re-releases. So, you know, um, I, it, it, that's really my biggest flaw with force unleashed is that, that scene. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, Man, I I should go back and play those games. I still have um I still have a PlayStation 3 somewhere around here. Um I will say Force of 2
0: for all of its problems, I think it's like uh one, it's cool that you can use two lightsabers as that, w- Star- that was
1: one of the things that I really liked about that game. Yeah.
0: As Star Killer's default weapons. Um I and um the giant fr- it's it's not a Rancor, but it's like a giant monster that you yes. fight on the third level. That's a I really thought it was a Rancor. I mean, you do you do fight Rancors in Force Unleashed, but the the boss fight in Force Unleashed 2, it's like some sort of giant, like it, it like towers over Starkiller. Um, and uh, what what else is good about Force Unleashed too? Um, you get there's a scene where Starkiller and Yoda hang out for a bit. I mean, that's kind of interesting.
1: Yeah. Um I I was looking it up. I'm pretty sure it's I think it's called like a bull rancor. Like I think it's like a oh, okay. some like subspecies of rancor that's like yeah, way yeah. bigger. It's in like the arena section, right? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um I, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Uh but but regardless. Um actually now that i think about it there's a section in Kodor where you have like you have the option to sneak around a rancor or fight it head-on and i remember like because Codor is all about like you know being an rpg and letting you approach situations how you want for the most part there are a couple forced fighting instances which you know are i i, I don't think are that great because it, it kind of limits the player but there's yeah. um i was sort of using two characters at the time who were very stealthy. Cause this is around the time you get mission, um, mm-hmm. the the twilight girl. Um, and she's very stealthy uh, or at least like the game wants you to build her very stealthy. So I was like, Oh yeah, we'll sneak around her or we'll sneak around the rancor. But then I was like, no, just on a whim. I kind of see like how bad this would like, like screw me over. Just like how mm-hmm. bad will this rancor tear me to shreds? And so like, I, I shot at once and like died immediately. It was really funny. Um, <laughs> But but fortunately, it was pretty easy to sneak around. But anyway, I, I just remember that part of the game. Um,
0: and, and meanwhile, for unleashed. least, there's the quick time event where like Starkiller like cuts off a Rancor's legs and then like jumps on top of it yeah. and like slams the lightsaber it, into
1: its head. It really um, hit. like I was not exaggerated when exaggerating when I said uh, it is just God of War, but Star Wars like, yeah, it, it really is. Especially um, too when like it's undeniable when he gets two lightsabers because then it's just like the parallel. It, yeah, between... it's the blades of
0: chaos. Yeah, <laughs> it's
1: the blade of chaos. Um, but anyway, no. Um, the force, the force unleashed games are, are pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. is that uh, is that time to is that about time I, to switch into it's... our next, uh, or what we've been playing or? Yeah, I think so. Uh... Okay. Um, I, I had a Star Wars game. I don't know if you did, but. I'll, I'll go first to stick with the theme if if you didn't um, I, I didn't so yeah go, go okay for perfect it. perfect I kind of sprung the Star Wars theme on you last minute anyway so uh, <laughs> so I've been playing uh, because it was free I've been playing the EA battlefront 2 um and I kind of alluded to it earlier that I wanted to talk about this a little bit more um, I've been playing it with a couple of my friends who also downloaded it with me and it's been a really fun experience um i gotta say you know i had i have battlefront 2 i got it i had it originally on ps4 um just because my my dad and i used to always play the old battlefront games so when the new ones came out we got those ones too to play together um and we sort of mutually agreed that the old ones were cooler um but uh part of what i really enjoy about 2 is that it's A lot better now i don't know if i would say that it's better than i don't know if it'll ever sort of replace classic battlefront 2 in my heart but ea battlefront 2 is one of those like release failure success stories i think you know like the the no man's sky of multiplayer shooters yeah it, it really did come around and i think a big part of that was removing microtransactions for sure but just the consistent updates, the, the different game modes. Um, Ewok Hunt is mm-hmm. is both hilarious and terrifying and very enjoyable. Um, <laughs> the fact that they added BB-8 as a hero character and that you can realistically beat up Darth Vader as BB-8 um, is is insanely enjoyable to me like i just like i gain immense amount of pleasure from being able to roll into darth vader and trip him and then like shock him to death um but yeah no battlefront 2 is is it's a really 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 fun experience especially if you have friends to play with um one of the first things that happened I, I recently got one of my friends to watch all of Clone Wars, and I don't know if there's anything um, I'm ever going to be able to achieve in my life that is greater than that because Clone Wars <laughs> is a, a massive commitment. Um, yeah, Clone seven Wars, seasons. <laughs> it's seven seasons of like two seasons being okay, three seasons being really good, and then the last couple just being really sad. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like just really sad. Um, and. It, it it messes with you and um, one of the first things we did was so I had one friend who had already watched Clone Wars one friend that I had gotten to watch Clone Wars um, myself and then my friend who we're slowly introducing him to Star Wars we're making it we're, we're actually experimenting on him he does he knows little to no, like next to nothing about Star Wars mm-hmm. so we've um, we're making him watch in the Machete Order which is uh, um, episode one then uh four and five and then two and three and then six um and then the sequels can just happen as the sequels happen um and that's a weird a weird way to watch is probably what you're thinking but if you think about it it reveals information about Anakin Skywalker in a a very particular way so you watch episode one you're introduced to the world you watch episode four it's like okay the Empire. darth vader uh you hear about anakin skywalker from obi-wan you don't really know the connection uh you don't know the big plot twist um then you watch episode five and then you're like wait he's his father and then you go back and you watch anakin basically develop and then fall to the dark side and then you watch episode six so you see his redemption um so it's a it's a cool little way of watching it. We're making we're basically torturing my friend by making him watch it. But anyway, it's it. <laughs> we have a full party of four. Well, I, I guess not a full party, but we have a party of four. Um, and we queue up for, uh, the uh, supremacy mode where you have to win a like a control points map and then go into like, uh, like an attack defense style map, and uh, that's a lot of fun in itself. Um, but we're playing as the clones and we're raiding the separatist ship. And like someone spawns in as Anakin, and then like turns around, waiting for Obi Wan. Who like like my friend, my friend is uh, next to Anakin. And he's like, wait, why isn't Anakin going in? And he and Anakin turns around, and my friend turns around, and he sees me and my two other friends running in with Obi Wan, and we're all just shouting for the Republic. And we just, <laughs> and we just like invade the enemy the enemy base and just blow it up. And it, it was. We, we basically, and then, you know, obviously as soon as we round the corner, we all died immediately because we were clones and it, it's kind of funny how, uh, accurate to the show it was, um, in that instance, but, um, but it was probably one of the best moments I've had playing with my friends in a while. Just like, just pure, like fun. Like we may not have been winning, but we were just having so much fun playing it. And, and that's what I mean. You know, I think that's, I, I don't really know, like if there's, you know, A competitive scene so to speak to to battlefront i don't know how seriously people take the game but if you've just got some friends that are into star wars and you all have like decent computers and you can run the game like i recommend it it's it's a lot of fun um definitely get it before the 21st if you can um get the free version the uh as as i mentioned before the drawback to the free version is that um it runs through both Epic and like, you can't launch it from origin. You have to launch it through Epic, but it boots up origin anyway. So that sucks. But um, another drawback in my opinion is that most of the unlocks are already unlocked for you. Uh, Like all the skins and stuff are unlocked for you. So the problem is now you have all this in-game currency that can't be spent. (laughs) So it feels like you're never really working towards anything. Uh, which is a little upsetting, in my opinion, but um, it's still a phenomenal experience. Uh, again, I don't know if it's like you know game against game. I don't know if new Battlefront Two is better than classic Battlefront Two, but it's it's a damn good time, that's for sure. But totally.
0: Well, you know, it, this I'm not going to talk about a Star Wars game, but you know, it 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 is a Western RPG, which. Mm-hmm. Star Wars is kind of known for because of KOTOR. And it does have laser guns in it. So that's another thing. Is that I've been playing Fallout New Vegas. Um, Hey.
1: Yeah. I know that game.
0: Yeah. That's like Star
1: Wars, but on Earth. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's like Skyrim, but with guns. Or whatever the joke is.
0: I mean, it it really is like uh, (laughs) Star Wars, but on Earth. And Skyrim with guns. Yeah. Um, uh, No, but... um, Yeah, so... um, I've I've talked about my experience with Fallout New Vegas before, um, uh, back when we did the show live, and, um, I was, I think I was a little bit disappointed, but part of it was also that I was playing the game on a not-so-good computer at the time,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, but now I've, have, I've have since, I, I was inspired to give New Vegas another shot by watching, uh, H-Bomber Guys video on it, which, uh just came out a few weeks ago at the time of this recording. Um, And I decided to pick it up again and
1: um, I'm sucked in now. (laughs) I think, um, isn't that a kick in the head Tom? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I was trying to
0: remember what the thing, like every NCR soldier says where it's like, like working in the Mojave
1: patrolling the Mojave almost makes you wish for a nuclear winter.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. it's, uh, it, I have to say this is the, mo- I mean, as a person who has only played four, and even then, just the first, you know, couple of hours of four, um, New Vegas is gripping me a lot more. I think the other problem I also had, and to be honest, you know, I don't know if there's any caravan players, uh, hardcore caravan fans, but, uh, I really, I, I made the mistake of asking how to play caravan, and I was like, wow, like, this is, I am. I am not in it for Listen, this. Listen, Tom. You.
1: You know. You, okay. So, the listeners might not know, but Tom, you know. I. am I'm, I'm pretty card savvy. I like my card games. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't like Caravan. Yeah. <laughs> I, I. It's just. It's never really appealed to me. So yes, it's, you did make a mistake. I'm sure okay. someone out there. I. I'm pretty sure. I'm kind of curious now I'll let, I'll let you continue. But while you're talking, just know that I'm going to be looking up the steam statistic to see just how many people have that one achievement for like winning 60 hands of caravan or something. <laughs> and I guarantee you it will be extremely low. But- yeah.
0: Um, no, but I, I, I mean, new Vegas, I think it's um, I'm always kind of, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a creative writing major. I, I think about story and narrative all the time. And while I'm not necessarily against silent protagonists, I do want my protagonists to have some level of characterization to them um, just because it helps me identify with them more and sympathize with them more. And I think, um, I think the courier actually has quite a bit of, you know, very subtle characterizations, you know, they are still for the most part, you know, character, you know, a character who you project onto and like Mm -hmm. make your own, but at the same time,
1: um, have you can i interject real quick and ask uh have you played any of the dlc yet i have not um so as there is a recommended order to play the dlc in uh because it reveals some information in a in a a certain way and Mm -hmm. that would be how the that that order is how they were released because that's how they were intended to be right right played um i'm i'm glad you brought up that point because that's one of the many things that people like about new vegas is the subtle way that the courier is characterized um so remember that when you're playing the dlc because that's something they they hit on a little i mean it's always subtle it's a little less subtle in the dlc especially the final dlc um where it's almost completely the point of that dlc so so definitely be on the lookout for those um definitely yeah I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're you're into that aspect
0: um yeah i'm only level nine and uh all the dlc areas i've found say like come back when you're level 10 and i'm like yeah. okay
1: <laughs> yeah definitely um, wait uh one of them need, wants you to be like way higher level so like like the final one i think it recommends like level 20 or, or even 30 maybe but but yeah, yeah uh,
0: I um, I mean, I, I will say, you know, obviously New Vegas is a game that's been out for forever, but I just thought I would share... Since like, the some, dawn of
1: time, actually, yeah.
0: Yeah, sure, yeah. Um, it was the first video game. That's why the graphics <laughs> are so bad. It, which is weird that, you know, Fallout 1, you know, you, you take the first game, which is a first-person shooter, and then you transition to a turn-based... Uh, yeah,
1: I don't know why they did that, but I like
0: <laughs> that game still, so yeah. it's fine. No, but... um. <laughs> Uh, I I, I was thinking just to I would I would share some of my personal experiences because I feel like that's the best way to talk about these kinds of games is uh, so I mean really really the quest that made me fall in love with New Vegas um, as I'm sure it did for many people because it's one of the most talked about ones is um, come fly with me I think it's called which is uh, you are helping the ghouls uh, in uh, a, a, a rocket factory, I think it is. Um, go to what they think is heaven, but you don't really know what it is Pro- like space, I it, guess, it's just a, to die. It, it's
1: kind of alluded that it's like that they're trying to land on the moon or something. Yeah, I, I at least that's how I interpreted it that they were trying to get to like some promised land on the moon, but like, yeah, like allegorically, it, it's supposed to be like heaven, like, uh there's there's a bit of layers to it you know i i think um yeah and um i i i mean
0: that's what's that's what's great about it is is the layers um because you know i i, pu- I put a lot of points into speech because i i'm not a violent person you know <laughs> I, I, I if i can solve a situation without resorting to violence I'll, I'll i'll try to um and this game like really and this quest in particular like really makes you work for it um because so like it starts out and this guy's like, hey, can you help us get to heaven? Uh, or, or like we need access to the to the the rocket storage. But the rocket storage is being guarded by uh, a group of nightkin. So I'm like, all right, I go see the I go see the nightkin guy. Um, and the Nightkin's guy is like, hey, the reason why we're looking around here is because we're looking for uh, stealth boys because the nightkin have a uh, have a a compulsion to be invisible um so I'm like all right well I found this computer that says that there's actually no stealth boys here you need to go someplace else so I do that um but then um so I'm like all right cool uh what's the other what's the other part um oh yeah uh there's there's some part or some machine that I need access to to help these guys, but that is being guarded by a ghoul who is not part of, who basically is just kind of like a, a hanger on of the, of the cult. Like he's not really involved, but like mm-hmm. he, he doesn't have anything else to do. And I need to convince that guy to move by finding yep. his dead girlfriend who was killed by the nightkin, who is part of the cult um yeah and, that part
1: was sad <laughs> yeah it's
0: very it's very tragic
1: and then you kind of see it coming though if i'm being honest i don't know about true, you yeah. but i, but I, I yeah I, honestly i didn't see it
0: coming but yeah i mean um
1: i mean in and, retrospect at least maybe yeah you were yeah. able to recognize
0: it but um and all right so i do all that and then i get we get access to the rocket silo but then the 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 human guy who's hanging around them who thinks he's a ghoul but actually isn't a ghoul? Um, I convince I convince him that he's not a ghoul, but he wants to take revenge on the the cult essentially <laughs> manipulating him.
1: And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my
0: god, okay, we need to fix this.
1: In um, in the ghoul's defense, they didn't really manipulate him per se. They tried to tell him he was just, you know, in denial. Yeah. I um, mean,
0: there's there's blame to go around, which uh, definitely.
1: But, again, that, that speaks to the, the writing of New Vegas, though, I think.
0: Definitely. Uh, um, yeah, so I... And uh, I, I finally convince him not to murder the ghouls and I turn on the rocket, everything works out pretty much the best it possibly could. But, you know, that's a lot of steps and there's a lot of places where it can go wrong.
1: Yeah, um, um, New Vegas definitely does make you work for it. I, I One of the... One of the coolest parts of New Vegas happens near the end. And I won't say too much for your sake, Tom. Um, but as things stand, oh, we had a conversation outside of the show, which is actually very rare. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we actually had a conversation outside of the show about New Vegas and your playtime with it. And um, we were talking about the different factions. And, and I said something along the lines of like, none of the factions are, are truly the bad guy and none of them are truly the good guy per se. Mm-hmm. Um, and you brought up the point, you said something along the lines of like, well, yeah, I mean, it's obvious that uh, Caesar's Legion are, are supposed to be the bad guys and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I, and I kind of hesitated because while, yes, they do all these heinous things like, you know, have slaves and crucify people and yeah. burn down entire villages, <laughs> um, it they do have some of the most interesting dialogue near the end of the game. And if you do have a really high speech skill, you get access to one of the most in my opinion um one of the most like prolific and like like most profound written uh piece of dialogue in video games and and Mm -hmm. and i'm obviously biased because i really like new vegas and i really like fallout and 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 stuff but um and i'll admit that uh it it might not actually be the best (laughs) written piece of dialogue in new vegas but yeah there is or, or in video games but it certainly in new vegas i would say actually um but my point being like my point being um that you would be surprised how much thought uh the developers put into what initially appears to be an outright horrid philosophy like there are some merits to even the most deranged things you hear in new vegas and some would argue you know like you know don't I, I don't know I, I just think it's powerful I, I could talk about it forever and i, I think i'll refrain actually and i think it's best experienced but totally um i mean i will say that is
0: uh, it new vegas is a, a beautifully written game um i mean one thing that just strikes to me is like how three-dimensional almost all the characters are yeah even just like the random quest givers have a lot of you know, and th- like, the other quest that, like, really stood out to me is um, when you go to, um, I, for- I-, I can't remember any of the towns. Novak, I think it is, the one with the dinosaur. The motel, yeah. Yeah. Um, no vacancy. And, um, you know, I'm walking around talking to people. The guard shift uh, when it's, like, night there is this guy named Boone. And Boone's, like, Caesar's Legion um, uh, kid kidnapped my wife and took her into slavery um and he sort of asks you for help figuring out who it
1: is um Mm -hmm. and you know you're looking around that's one of the best quest that's like regarded as one of the best quests in that game i know what you're talking about yeah yeah um i mean
0: so you're looking around and like like nobody really seems like they have the capability for this type of thing Right, um, and uh, you get the idea that Caesar's Legion was hanging around the motel lobby, um, and you you break into the motel lobby safe, and you find out that the kindly old lady who you know is like, oh, you know, how you doing there, Sonny?
1: All that, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Uh, sold well, this man back, yeah. Sold this man's wife into slavery. And yeah. you're like, oh shit! <laughs>
1: yeah, um, um, it's pretty twisted. I mean, it's crazy. Like, yeah, New Vegas Fallout in general is full of moments like that, but New Vegas definitely goes hard on them. Um, it, it, it's kind of, uh, I don't know if this says anything about Fallout, and it's kind of twisted. Um, I say kind of twisted, but that's probably the understatement of 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 the year. Um, and it's only January, but, uh, you're able to sell a lot of followers into slavery like a lot of a lot of people that follow you around in new vegas are potential slaves like i'm not just talking about new vegas i'm talking about fallout 3 i'm talking about fallout 1 i'm talking Mm -hmm. about fallout 2 like basically every game up until 4 i don't know if you can do it in 4 but uh every game up until 4 you can sell people into slavery and that's you know like wow like what a top what a thing to do in your game like Um. And, I mean, um, you know. Yeah,
0: it, it, it is crazy, but I think, it, you know, it helps with the world building and, like, just how, you know. For sure. Horrible, I mean, horrible the wasteland is. At, uh, at the end of
1: the day, at the end of the day, Fallout it has roots in Mad Max and, you know, Mad Max is supposed to be this really brutal interpretation of, like, what happens when, like, man turns against themselves, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, and, and I do agree, like, I'm not, I, it feels like a weird thing to say, but I do think it belongs in the game because it does, to your point, uh, set up world building. And
0: I mean, New Vegas is totally a, it's uh, it's basically like reading like uh, political debates, you know, like everyone has mm-hmm. their own philosophy about how the wasteland should be run. Yeah. Um, and it's like, it's like the struggle to like, live in a civilized world when the world has been, you know, so brutal for so long.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, maybe, um, I, I don't know. We've been talking about talking about new Vegas for a bit. Maybe this would be a good, another good idea to shelve for another, another episode. Um, but uh, I don't want to cut you off if you had something to say, but I think yeah. I, I, I know I for, for one could talk for hours about new Vegas alone, let alone the other games in the series. But I think if at some point I got you to play the other ones, maybe not the classic ones, I won't, I won't push you that far, but if you played a little (laughs) bit of three, I think it'd be interesting to talk about the world of new Vegas and look at it from a a more, uh, a narrative lens.
0: uh, Definitely. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, I will say the,
0: the, the very last thing I'll say because we'll have, yeah. And this maybe not necessarily the important thing, but I, I, you know, going back to the three dimensionality of the characters. Um, so the last thing I did in new Vegas before we recorded was I recruited Veronica.
1: Um, oh, I was going to ask if you got her when you were talking about three dimensional characters. Oh my God. Yeah. What a character. <laughs> um, Veronica is probably going to end up being my favorite party member. Um, I mean, I've only, her, I've only, I've only recruited get her address, Tom, get her address, make her happy. <laughs>
0: I w- yeah, I mean, I've only recruited Boone so far, and I accepted the quest
1: to recruit um, Eddie. Um, yes, Eddie is the best partner, though. Unfortunately, Veronica's a close second, but
0: I, I don't, I don't have enough uh, repair. Or you're not I don't smart have enough, enough science Tom. Skill you're not, right now, but you're not uh,
1: big brain enough to get him.
0: Uh, I will, I will get Eddie as soon as possible. But um, yeah, uh, Veronica um, is i mean she's just fascinating like right off the bat where she's a member of the brotherhood of steel who at this point you're i mean you really don't know that much about the brotherhood of steel
1: right Um, you don't uh, unless you've played previous fallout yeah i was gonna say a spoiler alert you don't really learn too much about them in new vegas (laughs) but um
0: yeah i mean they just kind of come up across they come across as like almost like a dead civilization in a way like they you know um, like one of Certainly. their one of their abandoned bunkers is like where one of the DLCs takes place, um, if I recall.
1: Yeah. Yep. Um, well, it doesn't take place there, but it starts there.
0: Yeah. Um, and she is. There's just so much to her. Like um, the the fact that like she wants to, like her goal is basically just to see the world and. I mean just the fact that she just wants a dress um is like it it's such a human thing you know i mean like like boone's whole thing is like he wants like revenge and like you know all that and like veronica just like like she basically just like wants to be happy and it's like fuck like that just you know that that hits me and i Mm -hmm. i mean you know don't I, i don't tell me either way um but like um, I sort of get the sense that there's going to be some sort of conversation about um, Veronica's uh, girlfriend at some point, because that's sort of where, I mean, just talking or that's sort of where I get that things are going towards a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, really just, a, 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 I mean, such a well-written character that like, as soon as I talked to her, um, I was like, yes, I want you in my party go home boon for now (laughs) i mean i want to help you out man but very recently
1: (laughs) very recently i went back to play fallout 3 and it made me realize just how uh like more accepting and and, like even embrace like embracing um new vegas is to to the idea of like of like same-sex couples um, Mm -hmm. because in fallout 3 for one um it it seems like a weird like it seems very bizarre but you can there's the there's the um there's the lady killer perk in fallout 3 and new vegas um but in 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 fallout 3 uh basically it just confirms your character's sexuality you know uh lady killer
0: uh it's like 10 percent more damage to female females and then also reduces like speech check or skill yeah, checks by 10 yes.
1: percent yeah and um and then there's fem, fem family attack or fe, or like fem f, i don't know something french that i don't understand but i think it translates to like chase the woman or something mm-hmm. and um in in new vegas um basically you can uh oh and then there's confirmed bachelor which um is the makes, same thing for male characters right um in fallout 3 you could only get um lady killer as a male and um and black widow as a female um and then in New Vegas not only could you not only was there basically an option to make your character uh gay but you could also get both of them and confirm that your character is bisexual which, which I don't know it's like such a small thing but yeah. it, it's interesting to see like these games didn't come out that far apart from one another so it's just interesting to see like uh ba- basically the takeaway what i'm trying to say obsidian said gay rights and bethesda did not um and and I, and, I, and listen i'm not trying to knock bethesda but that's all i'm saying i'm just saying the facts yeah. all right i'm just um,
0: <laughs> no i it, it is uh just the uh i mean it's really interesting to see just the the total um you know because like veronica like doesn't even like hesitate like like the whole concept of like homophobia like the abstract concept of homophobia like doesn't really exist in New Vegas just because yeah and, and the like world, this is a game like hit the reset button
1: yeah and this is a game that like came out in 2008 if i remember correctly so mm-hmm. like you know that i mean th- it's that that in itself almost makes you think about how much the world has changed like in such a short amount of time but yeah, like it wasn't like I don't know it was more of a big deal I don't know if that's like a if that's an incorrect thing to say or if that's like a massive understatement but I Mm -hmm. I know that like uh, it it was more of a big deal in in 2008 and the fact that it wasn't in New Vegas is it says a lot but yeah there's also um I could talk to you know forever about New Vegas yeah
0: and this will be my last point on New Vegas because we're going super over time
1: but um
0: (laughs) bonus New Vegas
1: episode tacked on to the Star Wars episode (laughs) Exactly.
0: Uh, there's also a a, a gay uh, male character in New Vegas, right?
1: Who's um, a party member. I can't remember who it would be off the top hmm. of my head. Oh, um, yeah, Arcade Ganon. I think. Yeah, yeah, Arcade. Uh, he he's he's at least bisexual, or he's like he's bisexual. I think I'm not sure if he's oh, okay. Strictly gay. I, I don't remember. I didn't really spend a lot of time with him in the game, um, because I, he's kind of a pain in the ass to get on mm. your team because sometimes his quest doesn't activate and like it's just a glitch with the game and oh okay and like get locked out from him so
0: it's like well uh, safe hey, frequently hey, i already got uh i already got veronica and boone like those, those nah, are both interesting the, characters
1: <laughs> yeah the, the the uh the only bit of advice is that that i would give for new vegas just save often because sometimes the game will just glitch out and something won't be yeah. available and you don't want to lose a ton of progress by accidentally talking to two npcs that bug the entire game and then <laughs> have to lose an hour of progress to undo that but totally. sometimes in new vegas you might have to if you are really dedicated to whatever it was that you were trying to do but um yeah arcade ganon when you find him uh asides from having the coolest name in new vegas um
0: ganon band
1: yeah exactly um uh he through him. I won't spoil how Tom, but through him is the only way to get power armor in New Vegas. So. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah.
0: All right. Well, I. I mean, I. I'm. I, I've been balancing New Vegas and Arkham Knight, so uh I, I'm definitely.
1: That reminds know. me, Tom. There are still riddles to be solved on Miyagami Island. <laughs> <laughs> I. <sighs> I'm sorry. If I if I had to suffer that for as long as I did, I will make everyone else suffer. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
0: Um, all right. I think we're done. Um, so uh, everyone go home. If, if you wanna if you wanna help me find riddles on Miyagani Island, you can follow me on Twitter at Thomas M. Brickman. I also do another uh, show with uh, my buddy Emily, where we talk about Jojo's bizarre adventure. Uh, you can find you can listen to that wherever you listen to podcasts. It's called. I want to fight Iraqi, and uh, we're also on social medias. Also, relatedly, there is a machete order for JoJo as well.
1: Really, that's yeah, cool. um, kind of throw back to the start of the episode.
0: Yeah, it's uh, right middle, mean, I guess. If if you ever get super curious, it goes four. Then the first, it goes part four, the first episode of part two, part five, um, part uh, part three part three or no not part three part one part two um part three part six part seven
1: part eight so um, all i've all i've seen from jojo is part one and if i ever decide to get into the show like for real i will i will watch it in that order and all right i'll tell you how, what i think of it watching it in that
0: order. <laughs> brilliant um
1: yeah i uh, uh Kevin, where can can
0: people find you on the internet?
1: Yeah, so uh, you can follow me on twitter.com forward slash backslash dot html. Um, uh, (laughs) At hey, it's Kevo. Um, I talk about Sonic. I talk about video games. I talk about hats. I talk about boat ties. Um, I talk about other stuff too, but it's really not important. Oh, I talk about Blade Runner. My my last Blade Runner tweet was a banger, I have to say. Um, (laughs) uh, Um. But anyway yeah you can you can follow me there um you can follow the show at postgamecon at postgamecon uh, on twitter on instagram uh on uh gamernet um <laughs> which uh is an upcoming uh, gamer space not really. Uh, um, yeah, probably MySpace. <laughs> we should just like, like, actually, I'm gonna make a MySpace for game content. You can't stop me. Um. Anyway, uh, that's that. That's it. That's the show. Yeah. Goodbye, everybody. Forever. <laughs> we'll, we'll see you guys next time.